This is episode 120 of the Auto What Podcast. I'm Amon Bashir. With me is Keegan Ahn and Rob Attrell. And our guest today is Brian Com from Keeping Up with, or it's Keeping Up, oh Keeping Carlson. <laughs> Yikes, Keeping Up with the Carlsons. <laughs> Keeping Carlson. And Brian's not happy right now, so this is how we're starting the podcast. I'm just trying to figure out how to come in after. How like, are you doing? Is, is I'm, I'm feeling good. Kay. I was feeling better before yeah, yeah, yeah. you confused my <laughs> podcast with Keeping Up with the Kardashians. No, I, I blame I, you. I was always thinking Carlsons. Well, I, I mean, it's I, true. We keep up with the Carlsons. And, There's and, Eric for sure. Of course. And there's also Ludwig and uh, Melker. Yep. Yep. And there's another, there's John with that's, a C. That's right. Uh, and there's, there is another Eric Carlson. Uh, he has a profile like on some hockey website. Yeah, he, he plays does. for Carolina. Yeah. I don't think he's, or he plays for Carolina in quotes. I don't think he's ever going to play an NHL game, he, but he's, he's always there. there to confuse people who are looking for the real Eric Carlson. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but the show yeah, is fair. called Keeping Carlson. Yeah. That's it. Not, well, not up with. That's All fair. that happened here is that Amon confused his favorite form of entertainment with his second favorite form uh, of entertainment. I was mixing I them, see. to be honest. Yeah. Reality TV and podcast. I was trying oh, to think no, of... Specifically that show and your podcast. But But with the Carlson family. Sure. So there's that. <laughs> so Brian, uh, actually you were, you were extremely nice, uh, to us and that you're bringing beer to us, which is, uh, which is sort of the reverse, which we yeah, really yeah. appreciate. Mm -hmm. Uh, so thanks for that. But Rob, I will let you talk about what we're drinking. Sure. And maybe you can, you can add, Chime in. this is a special beer to you, but, uh, it's called 1012. It's from Nita Brewery. And I just learned going to their website now for the first time that the guy's name is Nita, and that's why it's called that. I did not know that. Yeah. Is okay. his first name Andy by chance? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so maybe I did know that somewhere in the back of <laughs> yeah. my head. Yeah, there you go. It's there. In there. I don't know him personally. <laughs> okay. But apparently this is their flagship beer. So this is their, the, I guess it's probably the first one they made, and it's the one that they go with. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, try it out. Let me know what you think. It's great. Yeah, so it's a blonde. Oh. <laughs> And uh, I guess I'll, I'll jump in here. Yeah, there yeah, you go. Yeah. Blonde, it is their flagship. So, like, you go and, I, of course, they'll recommend. They're up to, like, I feel like eight-ish different beers at the moment with, like, a lot of seasonals being cycled in. Uh, that's included in the eight. But, of course, this 10-12 is always here. And I think it's actually, I think it's my favorite blonde in the city, especially amongst uh, the local craft breweries. You know, mm -hmm. there's a lot. And they all, like, have a huge social media presence or you know uh, advertising and events nita is very quiet relatively yeah, i don't yeah. know yeah, how yeah. i heard about them they're tucked away mm -hmm. in an industrial park on off colonnade yeah. or colonnade how do we mm -hmm. pronounce that I in ottawa colonnade. i say colonnade, colonnade well. nope well, don't, don't say that don't say that like i go back to what did i call the pizza place named after Co colonnade as what i call colonnade that. pizza yeah. yeah right okay but i yeah. uh, i should have said the street name colonnade anyway in any case <laughs> it's on that street yep uh, or off that street in an industrial park and uh they're very generous with their samples if you do mm -hmm. take the time to stop by uh, they certainly don't have like the hip veneer of some of the others but i would uh I probably should have thought about this more. I would rank them top three for sure. Wow. Maybe maybe higher of uh, of the places uh, that are available to us lucky cool. Ottawans beer wise. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Top, top three in terms of Ottawa. Oh yeah. Now yeah. just out of curiosity, do you count Bose as being part of Ottawa? Yeah, so that's actually that confuses the ranking a little bit. <laughs> it does. If yeah. I did, and I was just comparing flagships, I actually I prefer this to Bose Lug. Wow, Lug Tread. Yeah. Ale. Okay. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's strong but it's a statement. different beer. Yeah. yeah, it is yeah. absolutely yeah. yeah, which is uh, which is fine. Uh, I uh, I also like the artwork on it. It's uh, yeah, it's interesting. There's like a biker over a car that literally says Popo. <laughs> <laughs> you don't usually see usually with beer. You I mean I guess you can, but you you see like a a sticker that's fully um, like opaque. But this has kind of got the metallic thing shining through. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Oh, it's a nice yeah. look. I like what they've done with the mm. can. Um, it's also like they have this cute rating system, too, that goes with the Moto Sports Extreme Sports theme. You can see, like, at the bottom of the can, they have ski hill-like oh. symbolism oh, yeah. to mm -hmm. show you which which beer is for which sort of person. So they right. have, like, this one is an anytime beer. It's a mm. blue square. But they have green circles, which are easier to drink. And then their black diamonds are adventurous. And then oh, their double yeah. black diamonds oh, are extreme. Interesting. And that's, I guess, how they represent, like, how bitter it's going to be or how how challenging yeah, a drink yeah. it might be to that's, sound super snobbish. That's a good idea. Oh, that's really yeah. good. Yeah. It's helpful. Because I think that's that's part of the issue with, with craft beer as a whole because... Especially because everybody's into it right now. Yeah. That 
to some people, especially getting into it, it's 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 just let's get into a random one, and I either like craft beer or I don't. But but this is just showing. Obviously, there's a lot more. Yeah, I and, prefer it to like the IBUs and percentages and what you know, just getting all those numbers. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't feel like processing all that, even though like <laughs> I generally know what it means. It's a uh, it's a little much, and you know, and you just want a beer. I've I've attempted to be a beer snob at other times in my life, and you know, people say oh, IBUs doesn't even matter, saying it's hoppy, like it can mean like a hundred different things it sure. doesn't actually tell you anything about the beer so i decided to just forego that entire argument and uh thankfully nita makes it easy for me i like sure. that Sounds okay like a real great plug for nita yeah hey, i paid for these beers for the record <laughs> yeah they did but, not comp them no, it's it's great <laughs> it's, uh, that's awesome yeah. so many passionate about nita too uh no i'm i'm completely on board i, I like this I'm, I'm gonna pick some up myself because i've been looking for a, a light beer so this is uh this is good this yeah. might, oh, man, we gotta send this to nita <laughs> yeah <laughs> now you can maybe get more yeah more. yeah yeah who knows eh? <laughs> uh, yeah, uh so they have a brown that's uh called five fingers mm-hmm. i'm trying to I, I you just go to nita they have a, a great yeah. like spruce <laughs> ale and a, they had this uh uh, ginger right. ale as well. That was really mm-hmm. good. Right. Not a ginger ale, a alcoholic but, but, yeah, ginger right. <laughs> infused ale. Yeah, yeah, a few. So we'll drink that throughout the episode. Um, thanks for, again for bringing that. And thanks to Nita for making a great beer. And also maybe uh, we'll talk about sponsorship. No, we'll see. <laughs> well, anyway, if you get them, you let me know too. Yeah, maybe, absolutely. We can, yeah. maybe we can all work uh, at a group great. deal. Oh, there we go. <laughs> oh, Brian, a yeah. cut now. Yeah, yeah, that's it, eh? <laughs> so, uh, Brian, I do want to talk about your podcast, but before we get into that, I want to talk about you. So, tell us a bit about your backstory. So, w- where are you from and how did you get to where you are now? Okay. It's a loaded question, I know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, where am I now is the better question. Yeah, I can't even asking. tell you. Yeah, <laughs> uh, somewhere <laughs> yeah. in Ottawa. Uh, so born and raised in Ottawa. I went to school in Ottawa. I really have not left Ottawa. Ottawa boy. I left for two years um, to work abroad and missed Ottawa. Mm-hmm. That's not the only reason I came back. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, my relationship with the city runs deep you know like there are yeah. lots of different places that are important to me sure. and uh i like the city a lot but this isn't about you asked me about me personally yeah, so well first of all where about in the city are you from so i grew up in the west end and uh these days i try to stay out of the suburbs okay <laughs> people want specific specificity yeah. Well, they want yeah. to know if it's actually yeah. part of Ottawa or not. Like oh, yeah. Stittsville's oh, yeah. not Ottawa. Canada's right. not Ottawa. So former Nepean. Okay. So Green okay. Bank Hunt Club okay. area. Not to narrow it down too much. Yeah, yeah. 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 You could still Just, find my What's your actual that. address? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then, uh, so yeah, staying around, growing up around there, staying in Ottawa for the most part, uh, you went abroad. Uh, where'd you go? Uh, I went to work in Tokyo. So uh, I was... I went to Carleton for my BA, and then I worked in Rogers Call Center for about six months to fund a trip. And then when I came back from the trip, I was looking for a career beyond the the BA in psychology that I had earned. And I think uh, I, I saw like a friend, like this is also like, this is 2009, I guess, so... I don't know how people might have shared news on Facebook back then, <laughs> like if there was a news feed yet or whatever. Yeah, I came across yeah. like a friend who said like they had just finished teacher's college. And I'm like, ah, oh, teacher's college. How about that? It only takes a year. Okay, I'll try that. And, and the goal with teacher's college was to be able to work internationally and have a career that I could take anywhere. Mm-hmm. Oh, the great. goal at the time was Sweden. I, okay. okay. Eric Carlson, there might be some connection between <laughs> yeah. the two. He wasn't he wasn't in my life yet, but Sweden was for sure. Alfredson was. Yeah. And the beautiful like three crown jerseys that they wore at international tournaments also sure. were. So I think that might have had a heavy influence Sounds on my like desire it. to go to Sweden. <laughs> Sounds like that's exactly it. Yeah. Okay. So I finished teachers college and um event it supplied in Ottawa for a couple years and then was able to work full time at an international school in Tokyo for two years. And then, uh, then I came back. Interesting. Yeah. What was it like uh, out in Tokyo? What wasn't it like? It's a, it, it's a, it's a very diverse, in a way, uh, city place. You know, like usually when uh, having traveled, or you know, if you even go to Montreal or Toronto or wherever, you just want to say, okay, we're here. Let's go downtown. Yeah. Or where's mm-hmm. downtown? And if you try and do that in Tokyo, it's like, okay, which downtown do you want to go to? Oh, because there are like eight little well not little there are eight <laughs> downtowns slash like cities slash 
little areas Hubs. of Tokyo that each have mm-hmm. their own personality and their own sort of crowd and own style. And so, you know, you can pretty much explore forever. You That's can cool. walk down the same street several times and find mm-hmm. new things mm-hmm. all the time. But the one thing that I really liked about it, well, that made it easy for me as somebody who was not born in Japan and had a lot of difficulty with the language barrier at times. Chains are very reliable in Tokyo. Chain I'm, is not a dirty word. I'm as, sorry? What are you like, saying? Like, like a chain like a chain store. Oh, like a oh chain sorry. Restaurant. Okay. No, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> I, okay. Yep, okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like whatever you're into, Brian, that's fine. <laughs> uh, yeah. But like, you know, here it's like, oh yeah, that's a chain. Like yes, right. I've right. got this cool independent place that's better. And yeah. like, of course, places are independent and cool yeah. in Japan and Tokyo as well. But I just felt like the standard of of a chain to be able to succeed and grow uh, seemed very high. Like you could really rely and those are the easy places you go, right? Like if you don't Mm. know how to get a meal or how to get clothes or how to do anything, uh, you can just look for that big recognizable sign or name that's all over the city. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. And they were reliable. Were there chains, like would that be chains that are also recognizable here that you could see the same or would it be like, it would be like a franchise that is only there but you recognize that same place um, it would be like both. I liked McDonald's in Tokyo yeah. more than I liked it in Ottawa. <laughs> oh, really? Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, they had some like cooler seasonal specials. Right. Same with uh, Starbucks, and they had Krispy Kreme there too. And those places just had like constantly cycling special menus with uh, every month or two, uh, huh. with like some really interesting stuff that you'd always just feel like you wanted to try. I think I had like the Big American Texas Burger at McDonald's once, <laughs> and I can't remember what was on it. Uh, and they served the fries and chicken dip anyway um it's still pretty similar but also like the made in japan chains like there's a a chain for gyudon which is a beef bowl called yoshinoya and like it's dirt cheap it it would translate to roughly three bucks for a bowl and it's like very simple and it's very frowned upon by foodies i'm sure but for me it was a really (laughs) really reliable go-to okay yeah not bad yeah and and at what point did you so you came back to ottawa two years later and then to do to do what just to move back. Yeah. First to of all. try and, uh, you know, after realizing, sort of, it was something that we might have already known was that living in Tokyo. I was there with my wife, by the way. I was not oh. there alone. I should make that clear. <laughs> which, which is just fine. From the get go. You and your chains. I, it was not just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, she's going to listen. Yeah, I know. More about McDonald's than his wife. Yeah, that's it. Eh? <laughs> uh, so yeah, we, we came back. To, yeah. We went together and we decided. Uh, we sort of knew going in that it wasn't going to be forever, but we also knew she's a teacher as well, Ontario certified also. And so moving back to Ottawa was going to be a bit of a rough ride to mm. try and get back into the job market and try and find a teaching job. I mean, we both taught with people. Uh, we were at international school, so she was actually at a school with teachers all from Ontario, teaching Ontario curriculum. Oh, cool. And Whoa. I was at a school that was an American school. So there was like a, a Canadian from Nova Scotia and then a bunch of Americans. But a common theme amongst some of our colleagues was, you know, they tried to move back to Canada after living in Tokyo for a while and like meeting a Japanese girl and getting married and having a family. But it was too hard for them to, you know, at that point in their lives to move back to Canada. Oh, so we sort of figured like with how hard it was to li- like not not really being committed to learning Japanese and really getting everything down pat there right um that we probably would be best suited to live our lives in canada slash ottawa and so the sooner the sooner we started on that the better makes sense that's like a heavy duty decision to make like did that take a while to to process yeah i mean like on one hand it's like how why should we leave this place like we have jobs which we won't have back in canada uh but we are away from family and we do have to take colleagues to like doctor's appointments and dentist appointments to translate for us. So oh, like, right. to come, like, <laughs> and, like look reason. at an x-ray or whatever yeah. and like be totally privy to our personal huh. lives and help us bank, like, mm. you know, show us which buttons to push yeah. in the ATM that doesn't translate to English. Oh, wow. Like we learned Jeez. some language while we were there yeah. and we learned to read one of the three, two of the three scripts, but we could only actually understand what one of them meant. Oh, okay. So, you know, we took some steps, but it was a, a huge investment to be able to try and navigate. It's a really like lots of bureaucracy to get through and i'm not sure if it's any more than here but it certainly feels 
Sure. Like it or felt like it was a lot more. Sure. Not sense. knowing yeah. how to read a form or fill it out with yeah. a yeah. Japanese national who you work with and you're taking their time Absolutely. to help yeah. them uh, to have them help help you live. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah, I get that. So so coming back, did you you, you eventually found a job as a teacher here, yeah? Or yes. yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> You're thinking yes, about it. Okay. Solid. Yeah. Well, you know, the, Keegan, you probably know about Ugh. this because. Oh, uh, I see. So Keegan, you has the teaching background. Is yes. that is that known? Can I mention that? Yes, it is. It, yeah. Only yep. because one of the things we're constantly told as teachers is like avoid social media oh, presence, yeah, yeah, like yeah. shut it down on Facebook, <laughs> shut it down. Don't even keep a personal account. Don't even keep a private personal account. Yeah. Just don't do it. Yeah. So that, that's my hesitation. When yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah, I, I, I do have a teaching job. Okay. Uh, it's at a private school. Um, yeah. That, you I, can I mean, leave I, it at that. No, I'm well. remembering that you're yeah. not going to edit this, so I don't want to leave too big a pause. Keegan, <laughs> tell me about wh where are you at uh, with I the supply. whole teaching thing. I'm, I'm supply teaching now. I just got on the LTO list, the long-term Oh, congratulations. Yes. That's a big deal. Yeah, so I'm in the yeah, yeah. board, the elementary sector, and I'm specializing in special education. And, awesome. Uh, I hurt my ankle recently, and <laughs> it's really oh my God. It's all he's talking about now. <laughs> that's yeah. it. Is this related to work at no, all? No. I just want sympathy. No. Oh, no, volleyball. It, it is very hard to like be a teacher with True. a hurt ankle because you have to like walk around. You have to like stop kids, especially elementary. You have to like stop kids from doing stuff a lot. But you have basically yeah. giant chopsticks to trap them. <laughs> yeah. Don't do that. It's frowned upon. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I guess. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So uh okay becoming a teacher and i can understand we don't want to get too much into that i mean uh, i probably could it's not a big deal i just i just don't know uh no, which is i fine. mean it's uh supply teaching is not a fun gig no it's, did, did you have to supply when you came back for a bit or yeah yeah okay. yeah and i and i've lucked into the job that i have with the private school okay. uh it, it's worked out really well and of yeah. course i think it fits me well but you know <laughs> sure, yeah. i don't know how long uh how long they'll have me for mm -hmm. so hopefully a while um, right. But but I do know from I, I guess combined I've spent uh, at least four years oh, yeah. supply teaching oh, yeah. okay. off and on Not and bad. Uh, you know I, I don't know what <laughs> salary I would demand to do that like full time <laughs> yeah, yeah. for the rest no of my yeah, life yeah. and some people the crazy part some people do like some people like the flexibility. this guy was telling me he likes the flexibility <laughs> and you can just go on vacation whenever he wants and stuff and right the flexible hours are great yeah, yeah. that's like the only good thing yeah. right yeah. Yeah. The, the no work for four months a year is mean, yeah. pretty difficult <laughs> two summer months and like nobody takes off in the yeah, first yeah. couple yeah. months exactly right yeah, yeah. but okay. i mean it's also uh you know it's for the kids yeah it's oh, very yeah. rewarding sure yeah think of the children i get it <laughs> uh at what point did you start the podcast and what, yeah, so at what point did you start the podcast and can you speak a bit about your podcast? Sure. Uh, so we started our nameless show. It was probably four <laughs> years ago now. Okay. Uh, I was at, so in Tokyo, I, I don't know how, if you know the size of this room we're sitting in now. No. Media uh, footage. So this was like my apartment, essentially. Okay. Oh, like wow. yeah. it had the kitchen in it as well, and it had like a couch and a table, and then we had a separate room. Actually, it was very much like, and it had a sliding door, like that appears to be. Yeah, yep. yeah. it is. Just Producer to paint a Zach's picture room. for a listener. Producer Zach's room, <laughs> and that was the bedroom. And so this was essentially all the room we had. So uh, my friend Elon, who was just asking me fantasy hockey questions frequently and nonstop and it was just a conversation we were always having he he suggested like we record it because maybe other people would want to hear it too mm -hmm. and so said okay like let's try it out and it was actually framed really poorly at first it's like let's just talk about <laughs> let's just be two guys talking about our fantasy teams yeah, yeah. which is like the last thing anybody wants to hear <laughs> nobody wants to hear you talk about your own fantasy team sure luckily we figured that out i think in time to not alienate sure, too yeah. many people um, but my wife was very good, like in our tiny apartment with the paper thin sliding door, she would like go <laughs> on the other side into the bedroom and like have to still hear me right. do whatever. I don't even know if she had headphones, like plug into a computer <laughs> to watch Netflix yeah. and just hear me like yap about hockey for a while. So it started there. We didn't think much of it at the time. And I still, uh, I can't really remember how we ended up doing like having it as it is today right. like now we have 
like, you know, a pretty dedicated audience and it's turned into like a small business. Yeah. Also, like there's a lot of administrative stuff and sure. uh, I don't know, the, and, and planning and prep. Like it's like a, it's a really big venture for us and it's just sort of evolved slowly over the course of time, I remember like we sent out, actually, I refused to let him release our first four <laughs> episodes. I'm like, no. And he's like, why not? And I said, well, if you put them out and they suck, no one's ever going to give us another chance. Like right. they're going to think this is the best we can do. So we kept the first few episodes dark. And then we finally, I think we went on like Reddit fantasy hockey and we sent it out to a couple fantasy hockey websites, ended up partnering with Ended up partnering with one called Daily Face Off. There you go. We yeah. don't edit, or we do edit our show. Yeah. So you heard me restart my sentence there, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. as I would have on the show. Yeah. Uh, yeah so we partnered with Daily Face Off and slowly <laughs> built a Twitter following and Facebook group and subscriber base. And uh, yeah, here we are. And so you said at the beginning, and I. I at first, I thought it was a joke, but you might be serious in that you didn't have a name for the podcast at the beginning. It was unnamed. Yeah. And then I guess we were just trying to like talk about our team. And we're, oh, yeah, we're both keeping Carlson this year. And so oh, that was it. Oh, interesting. So easy. And it was, a, I don't know if it was because like Breaking Bad was big at the time. Yeah, it was yeah. also alliteration yeah. with the verb at the front. That huh. totally. ING. Interesting. I, I, I don't know if that, I don't even know why I brought <laughs> right. that up. Yeah, I thought our fine. logo should kind of look like that. It sort huh. of ended up it. Uh, it sort of ended up looking like that, but okay, whatever. <laughs> yeah. So fun. it's about fantasy hockey. Uh, we don't talk about our teams very much. We do talk about when we're right or when we're wrong, and we just try. You know, like it's it's a hard sell sometimes because fantasy hockey is a really niche thing. Mm. So like if I'm talking to someone at a radio station or another media company and just saying, hey, this is what we do, and they're like, just fantasy hockey. But the whole thing is it's it's about Will players produce, like, will players score goals, which is, like, what people want to know. Some yeah, people yeah, care yeah. more on the team level, but a lot of people are really interested in knowing about uh, how to project a player's scoring likelihood. Like, are they likely to score more this year than they did last year? Why? Why not? And uh, and really, just really finding out the reasons for what's happening on the ice, looking into the numbers. That was, was also during, like, the first, like, hockey stats revolution. Right. Uh, so that was something that we tried to not join in on, but sort mm, of we, we were yeah. between it. We, but we did know that we were bringing up a lot of numbers that were new and we were introducing them mm -hmm. to the audience. And I think, uh, I like to think we really grew the movement. Cool. Okay. But we definitely did. <laughs> Brian, can you talk a bit about, your, you were mentioning, mentioning prep work before and listening to the podcast, it's, it seems like you guys, you have an impossible uh, depth of knowledge about, um, stats and like individual player stats and how they did last year and as a team like um, how much of that is bouncing around and how much that do you have in front of you or, or do you have to prep in advance yeah we prep we prep yeah. uh, especially now like we just transitioned to doing a live show mm -hmm. every week because we used to record for like four hours or so <laughs> yeah. and then it got pared down to a 45 minute show and it was during those four hours where we'd be like oh, i wonder about this and then we'd like take a few right. minutes to research and then come back mm -hmm. so now we it's like a tightly nope it's like a well-oiled machine <laughs> <laughs> or a tightly run ship yeah yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. okay uh so elon is collecting fantasy news all all week long and throwing things into a document a, a google doc and then he shares it with me and then I pretty much run down and go in. He has questions and I come up with answers and do the research. But I mean, a lot of it, a lot of it is like specific research for those questions. And it's mm. not just at the top of my head, mm -hmm. but we do keep pretty on top of things by following ourselves, by watching games, uh, by watching box scores obsessively. And also uh, just like having the podcast yeah, has yeah. been a reason to keep up because <laughs> right. people ask us questions. People want to know stuff. Yeah. So like we get, uh, countless tweets a day asking questions then we have our our subscriber only facebook group where we get asked a lot of questions too so we're we're pretty much uh, going into our like digging into our fantasy knowledge or our hockey knowledge every day so it, right. I, I like to think it accumulates mm, sure yeah. yeah so i want to talk about uh you know your thoughts on fantasy as a whole uh specifically sends as well and uh and a few other things but before we get to that we have a segment that we do uh keegan what's classic ottawa classic ottawa is our news segment where we tell people what's going on in this city what's the city called again uh ottawa <laughs> there it is <laughs> i was trying to think of like uh a slang like uh the six but we don't have one right we should make one the six one three six one yeah 
617. But, I, but my phone number is 343 now. Is that a, I noticed oh, I that. I thought that was a weird... Yeah, it's like, like in the new know, Ottawa area. Is, Ottawa. is that right? Yeah, yeah oh. it's too many Ottawa Ottawans. Mm. You'd think there would be a nickname. Yeah. Okay. Canada's capital? Canada's no. capital. Cap like, London is the forest city. London, Ontario. Is it? Like, yeah. They have a cool natural nickname. Do you know Toronto's the big smoke? Yes. Oh, my gosh. I've I learned heard that recently. That. Yeah. But I don't know why. Oh, I forget. Activists are arguing <laughs> that the NAC's new glass facade is a hazard to animals and that it isn't bird friendly. But I'll tell you, after paying $350 to see Book of Mormon last week, I would argue that the venue isn't person friendly either. <laughs> is that because the Book of Mormon was bad? I know. It's just expensive. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Also, that joke was a lie. I haven't like, seen it yet. <laughs> I'm going to see it in April. <laughs> I'm oh, going to be I the guy who asks you to explain uh, each I like joke. That. I know. Okay. Holes I like it too. Yeah. <laughs> Ottawa's top curling squad team, Haman, won the Scotties Tournament of Hearts this weekend. I'm sorry. It was Ontario's top team. Oh, not, God. Not Ottawa's top that team. Makes, that makes more sense. Uh, breezing past their preliminary matches, they hurried hard oh, no. to the finals <laughs> and proved that they had the stones to win the tournament. Oh, no. All in all, it was a really exciting curling match. That one, last can, one didn't even matter. <laughs> can I, can yeah, I poke holes in this one this time? They're, they're women. They don't have stones. That's a... Um, like all, like all metaphor? those three jokes was a metaphor. Okay. Metaphor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The metaphorical curling match they had. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the Sens uh, lost five to one to Tampa Bay this weekend with Nikita Kucherov scoring three goals. While the Russian sensation's hat trick was impressive, it caused many Ottawa fans to reconsider their stance on immigrants. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> the game was in Tampa. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> so like American people in Ottawa watch. Oh my <laughs> getting grilled, getting political. <laughs> and finally, the Ottawa Senators acquired Victor Stahlberg from the Carolina Hurricane today mm. in exchange for a third-round pick next season. Reactions to the trade have been mixed. While some analysts applaud the Sens for adding some depth to their forwards, my wife said, "I don't care." <laughs> so mixed reaction. That's a true fact. That's, I feel that's like that happened, is yeah. like is she a sense fan? Because no, she's a nothing fan. Oh, yeah. Like that, I feel like that is a reaction in common with some yeah, sense fans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually don't know Stalberg at all. Former relief. You... Uh, and then he he did well in Chicago, right? And then uh, where did he go from Chicago? I forget. I think Carolina. Right to Carolina. P- perhaps we yeah, stop that, that in Nashville. Sense. Yeah, I yeah, I don't like have that. my, you know, this is when I, I have the luxury the, yeah, of yeah, researching yeah, yeah. and editing. Sure. Just <laughs> like a transient. Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> so well, you don't trust him in Ottawa? No, I don't think so. I'm not going like, <laughs> to bring my kids to see him. <laughs> okay. Oh, so uh, speaking of the sense, are you, are you a sense uh, fan? A self-loathing sense fan. Okay. <laughs> I've okay, tried yeah, to quit yeah. the team several times. <laughs> is that right, eh? I, you know, you have to have a team to cheer for. I, I think agree. what it comes down to. And yep. as much as I really dislike a lot of the things they do, and they frustrate me a lot, they do have hot dogs for a dollar on Thursdays. So that helps <laughs> keep me uh, with the team. At the Canadian Tire Center? Yeah, but only until 7 p.m. And then Wait, what? your choice, it, well, you might get a cashier who lies and says that cash won't process it anymore or you'll get someone at a kiosk who's just like okay yeah, yeah i'll sneak you in wow. i saw you line up at 658 you're still good that's now, like a life go. hack yeah i guess are you, you you actually go like you're actually going to the games in these instances it's not like somebody just outside you go to the canadian cyrus center you buy some hot dogs you go home no, I go to the okay, games. Just yeah, because you need like it's not a dollar hot dog with the twenty-five dollar ticket no, I as it. part of it as well. <laughs> sure, I so yeah, it. no, I, I go to the games, but it is hot dogs first, game right. second. Makes, okay, yeah. good. Not sure. True. Yeah. How not often? True. I can't say that. <laughs> no, you I have a reputation to uphold. <laughs> yeah. How often are you going to games? Uh, I try to get out a couple times a year. It's far. Mm-hmm. I feel like now I need to. It's also I. I part of being a self-loathing sense fan is not wanting to give the team my money. Like I like the team and I want them to stay in Ottawa, but I disagree with so much of the management decisions mm-hmm. they make. Lots of them coming from sure. I don't know how specific, but from you know Eugene Melnick. Yeah, uh, no, that's with a- the doesn't want anyone <laughs> to think that he's not spending money on the team or he's not spending enough money on the team. But I don't know. I don't. I also I feel like. A lot of this is like you should appreciate the you should appreciate the team you should appreciate us we deserve your money 
And I uh, I disagree. I don't sure. like like mm-hmm. they just signed Alex Burroughs to a two year extension. Yeah, yeah. which which uh, I don't think is going over very well. No, I mean like <laughs> getting him for a prospect is like one thing. I don't know if the prospect's going to turn out. Some people say he will. Of course, the sense spin is that uh, like we don't like him. A lot of other scouts didn't like him. This is really the best return we could get because he's not going to make it anyway. Mm. But, but, but that and a second rounder. Yeah, so, well, they sent him, and then they, they got Burroughs, who's 36 years old, and, like, the Sens are, like, I guess they should try and win, because they have Carlson, sure. and he's he's in his prime. Like, it's rare that you're going to have the best defenseman in the league on your team, so you better try and win while you've got him. Yeah. Except I don't think that this is a move that really moves the needle a whole lot, and then they extended him for two years, so he'll be 38 years old making, when uh, this expires, yeah. making two and a half million a year from a yeah. team that won't commit this money like to anywhere else where I, where I, as such an educated fan, <laughs> think it belongs. Uh, sure. Like there are a lot of better NHL players than Alex Burroughs who had to retire before age 36, yeah. let alone age 38. So Absolutely. I just I, I don't know what that's going to look like. The aging curve, like you you generally start declining in production in the NHL around 28 years old. That's right. Like your your peak years are somewhere between, say, 23 and 26 years old. And then it's all downhill from there. Uh, elite players can save it off longer. Alex Burroughs is not one of those. And even if they could, <laughs> like, he's 36 years old. Sure. Like, they can, they can last to, like, 32, maybe 33. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people were asking... A guy like I don't know if I'm getting too hockey specific. No, no, no it's good. Um, but Eric Stahl, yep. who I think he's, if I remember right, around he's in his early 30s. 30. Oh yeah, makes I'll, sense. I'll give him 32 ish. Sure. And people were wondering if his career was done and he could get back on track after a couple of bad years. And he's had a great he's killing it year Minnesota. in Minnesota yeah. this year. The change of scenery helped a lot. But people were wondering about Eric Stahl, like a former point-per-game player, yeah, right. what he's going to be like in his early 30s. Anyway, right. so you can tell her I'm unhappy <laughs> no, no, I get with, that. with the trade. And I don't want to finance those that two-year sure. extension. So maybe it's yeah. uh, maybe it's stingy of me to not support the team. Like, I do yeah. appreciate a lot having an NHL team in the city. But just the, the effort the it takes to get there. Yeah, near the <laughs> yeah. city. Just Rob's passionate city. about that. <laughs> so, but that, that raises you know, an interesting point in that uh, beginning, at the beginning of the year, you know, the Sens, and, and you know, to this day, the Sens are doing fairly well with, within a weak division, but fairly well. Yeah. Uh, so given that they are doing as well as they are, one of the things that came up was, well, why aren't people coming to the games? We're doing well in the standings. If people aren't coming right now, then when are they ever going to come? And what you're saying is that you're not looking at how they're doing right now. You're looking at the decisions being made. You're thinking a bit more long term. So is that like when when that sort of narrative was 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 brought forward by by Melnick and company? What what was your reaction to it, or did you hear it at all? Yeah, no, I yeah. heard it, and I'd been following the declining attendance, and I just, mm. I mean, I think. Everyone knows now that they're going to move to Le Breton, mm-hmm. and now it's yeah, just it like, we can wait. I think that's part of it. <laughs> yep. uh, but on the other hand, I think he's just a really unlikable guy. Yeah, and, no, I agree. how he comes across, too, in saying, like, and like, when, I don't, were you all in Ottawa when he came and, like, saved the team from bankruptcy? Uh, yeah. Keegan oh, sorry, was, I think I just, okay. I don't really watch hockey. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he just, he just plays, my podcast. he plays yeah. fantasy. Okay. So he's, I play fantasy just to crush my friends. And right. Uh, he's worse. It's a really great way to crush your friends. Yeah, 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 honestly. Yeah. And it's even worse that he doesn't watch hockey or doesn't care about <laughs> hockey, but anyway. Uh, yeah, so, like, he saved the team and he, like, flew the Eagles to the Corral Center, I think it was at the time, to play a concert for like any Ottawa fan who wanted to come, oh, or right. maybe it was just a, anyway, it was a big deal. Yeah. And like the Sens were riding high, they were like a championship caliber team. Mm-hmm. And I think he still thinks he deserves a lot of pats on the back for that. Like, he sold his horses. He divorced. Like, he's lost. I feel like. I mean, oh, no. Wait a second. <laughs> well, no, I, I feel like. I, I just. Uh, there's this paranoia. Uh, yep. Do you, I don't know if you guys know Travis Yost. Uh, I uh, yes, also don't yes, know if course. I should even. I feel like there's this, like, weird thing surrounding Eugene Melnick and his <laughs> ego that can't mm-hmm. be touched. And, yep. I, like, you don't want to go too far. But there was, like, this very suspect hacking of Travis Yost's blog post talking about Eugene Melnick's financial troubles <laughs> back when he wrote <laughs> for uh, HockeyBuzz.com, which was exactly like the fake, yeah, the fake the rumor e- guy, e- like yeah, who exactly. sucks and is never right. Yeah. Five. But <laughs> some good writers have started and a couple remain on, on his site still. Oh, okay. But anyway, the, 
posts kept getting deleted and not by hockey huh. fans. It was like by an orphanage in Ukraine. This is actually a little known <laughs> this story. This is so that, weird. That is, I feel like very wow. few people know or remember. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. It, I feel like a, it's a good story. Sure. Okay. Someone someone needs to talk. Maybe. Uh, so so maybe what happens? Ukrainian orphans deleted his uh, post? <laughs> Something. Like, there was some really sketchy, like, hacking and deleting activity. I can't. I would need to yeah. really try and dig to find the specifics. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what trace of this event would still be online. But the <laughs> idea was Melnick, it was an orphanage that Melnick was linked to charitably. Oh, I see. It's or oh, something. I see. So wow. there was this whole thing. Anyway, so like even just it's saying shady. like, I don't trust him. I don't like him on a podcast makes me, as somebody who's just like tangentially connected yeah. to the hockey community, <laughs> I just feel like I'm a, I, I'm so close to getting blacklisted somehow. <laughs> so you got to be careful. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Carson yeah. will show up on your door. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, uh, which which could be a good thing or a bad thing. I'm not sure, but uh, which raises another question for me is uh, so uh, Eugene Melnick being the owner of the Ottawa Senators, uh, when owners get involved, sometimes it's not for the best. What are your what what is what's your stance on on owners getting involved in in the operations of the team? Yeah, I, well, there's so there's two prescient examples in the NHL right now. In the NHL right now, yeah. you've got, uh, well, let's just use Melnick because yeah. he's the he's the local guy. Sure. Uh, I don't appreciate him meddling. Like, I think he he has a lot of interest in winning now, both for his ego, for his wallet, uh, for his prestige. Because, again, like, I, I don't think he has much left to go for to, no. to go with sure. other than this hockey team. So he wants them to win yeah. um, and he wants everyone to to be able to pay and and, and make money off the team too. Uh, that's as big a deal, I think, to him as winning. Yep. Although I do think he really cares about winning. Of course. Um, but the win now mentality, I think, is the reason a lot of people are staying away. It's like I, I might go see this team. They're competing, like you said, in a week East, uh, in a week Atlantic Division, yeah, yeah, yeah. in a fairly weak Eastern Conference, where a lot of teams, like say Tampa, was supposed to be a powerhouse this year, and they have just uh, flailed and yeah. not been great, and might not even make the playoffs. So. Yeah, like th- that doesn't necessarily, I guess what I'm trying to say is that doesn't make Ottawa like an exciting team to watch or a fun team worth going to see. Like I'm back to the days right now when I buy tickets of the early Ottawa Senators, like the pre-1999 Sens, when it was just like, okay, who are they playing? They're playing Pittsburgh. I'll go. I'll see them get blown out <laughs> seven to one, but I'll get to see Lemieux and Yager oh, see. along right. the way. Yeah. Uh, whereas like in the mid-aughts, that's what I call the the two two thousand yeah, yeah, yeah. two. Okay, sure. yeah. that's cool. I, I don't know if that's common yet. I'd l- I'm trying to push. To I don't think it, it is, common. but okay. sure. Okay, I've heard it. <laughs> so like, I would go to see the Sens players. Like yeah. they had an amazing lineup. They had Alfredson, Hosa, Havlat, Chara, Redden. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Anyway, so they were they were fun to watch. Now it's just like this is a team that is doing all right, and I don't totally believe as a contender. I feel like they they want the appearance of a contender. And they're satisfied with like one round of the playoffs and done. And I just uh, I would prefer a long a longer term view. But you asked me about meddling owners. The other yep. example was Colorado, where there are another really oh. like uh, embarrassing franchise at the moment, they and are. their owners are totally out of the picture. They're so far out of the picture that like Joe Sakic and Patrick Waugh were tasked with running the franchise, right. and that didn't go well while quit abruptly in the summer from his head coaching gig. Sackick's still GM, but nobody really trusts that Colorado has any idea what to do. And I don't think there's any guidance up top. Like, I guess if you have somebody- Hold on. Sackick's not GM. Sackick's president, right? Uh, Roy was vice president and coach, and there was a GM in the middle. Okay. I think. So it was a weird structure. So it's one of those things where there is NHL teams where they leave it be, they trust one person, and the people just sort of hire their own team. Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. So So if you trust the wrong guy, if you're trusting someone like Sakik and Wah were heroes in Colorado. And I remember chatting with another, uh, like, Avs blogger at the time and saying, like, when does Wah burn through all the goodwill that he earned from winning cups in Colorado? (laughs) Yeah. And he's like, he's still got some. Yeah, After just, like, not just flaming out, as a coach, but just like embarrassing mm-hmm. the team as well in the franchise. Oh, yeah. So like in, in one sense, I, I think the sharks owners are not also very involved and their team is doing great, but yep. I guess it's a, if you're not going to be there, you got to hire someone who knows. Yep. And if you are there, you still need well, to hire someone. Who and, knows. and it depends on how, right? So Florida is a good example for me where they, uh, 
they they came in, but they came in for the rebranding side of it, and, and that's what the Suns are going to focus on as well. Because uh, with the change in president as well, and the, the shift to downtown, right? In theory, you know, it's 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 a chance to rebrand, and 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 you know, in theory, you know, drawing it back to sort of for the city. Uh, everybody who talks about who comes on the podcast and talks about the auto senators uh, and Canadian Tire Center in particular, we talk about how far it is, right? So, you know, having it downtown, I think is going to make a big difference, both in terms of fan engagement and, uh, and hopefully, you know, translates to on ice performance and, and, and all of that because there's more attention paid to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. not just how far it is too. It's how far, how long it takes to leave. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, I was, I was, I was the last one out of the parking lot at the last game I went to. I'm not exaggerating. I was one of the last 10 cars. Oh I, I don't know what happened. It sounds like you're not aggressive enough. <laughs> to be yeah. honest. I, no, no, this is your fault. It was the seven people in front of me who were in a like, I had nowhere, literally nowhere to go. Oh, you got to be more strategic, Brian. Come Pennsylvania on. Pennsylvania in the lot. It was a Penguins game and I think they didn't know oh, how weird. to handle it and it messed sure, up. They, yeah. they just ended up right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I get it. They drive on the left there or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Okay. Brian, can you maybe give us like a beginner's guide to fantasy hockey or maybe just some quick highlight because I'm sure there are people listening to this right. who maybe... Are are starting are thinking about next season maybe getting into fantasy hockey. What are some like things people can do to like really improve their their chances? Their so, okay. Just some people in the room that maybe right. are bad at fantasy hockey yeah. would need some help. Do you want me to just tell one person? <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> but, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> chance to dig. Yeah. What's so you were telling me before the show? You are currently your yes. record is uh, fifteen and four. And Amon's is I'm uh. Nine and eight, eight and eight. Everyone's kind of middling out in our league right now, four. except for except for me and Sean's brother. Sean's brother being like the opposite. Of, I mean, sorry, Amon's brother. Yeah, okay. my brother's like, name is Sean's not in the room. My so brother's name is Sean. Brother, just by his name. Yes. <laughs> I don't know who Sean is. Um, yeah, my brother's name is Sean. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. So sometimes I tell people. Sometimes I tell people that I have a fantasy hockey podcast, mm-hmm. and they're oh. <laughs> what? What's Great, I'm, yeah. I'm giving a blank stare for everyone yeah, yeah. who's listening and yeah. not watching this on video. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, and so fantasy hockey is like you build a team, and there's a lot of different ways to keep score. But essentially, you want your team to outplay the other team. So you draft players, and then you want the tra- the players you picked to beat the players that everyone else picked. Yeah. So uh, strategies in fantasy hockey is what mm-hmm. I mean. If you can. Uh, I don't know what the most common tip I can give. Like, because, you know, you've got the leagues where, like, no one's paying attention. Yeah. And those are easy. It's like, just, you know, make a lot of moves and make sure you're grabbing the guys that people are giving up on too quickly after five or ten games of not producing. Mm -hmm. Like, at the start of the season, uh, two Calgary Flames forwards, Sean Monaghan and Johnny Gaudreau, uh, 60-point and 70-point players, respectively, really struggled out of the gate. And a lot of people lost patience with them, but they're back doing just fine now. So if yeah. you were able to jump on that, uh, a lot of people would advocate taking uh, buying low and selling high. Like it really is like a lot of. Uh, it's not dissimilar to like stocks. Like you, essentially, your value. You're figuring out how much value something has right. to you, and how much value it might have to someone else. Right. And like if you're trying to trade, you know, if you have a guy who's a 50 point player, but he's scoring at a 70 point pace like ship them away like ship them to someone who doesn't know better and get back uh, a 70 point guy who's only scoring at a 50 point pace because the the story at the end of the day is in most hockey seasons players are reasonably consistent like the one thing you can really bank on happening is that aging curve taking effect Mm -hmm. and so like once they get to 28 or 29 expect a decline to start but before that, once you've seen two or three seasons of a guy, if he's not changing teams, if he's not changing, like if there aren't any real serious changes around him while he's playing, you can pretty much bank on exactly what you've seen. Like once you have a big hmm. enough sample, like I said, two or three seasons, and you can reasonably guess what kind of player he's going to be. You can try to set your watch to it is generally my hmm. my philosophy. Sure. Don't don't get too, uh, too wound up by things that happen in one week or another week. Right. Yeah. That's, yeah. Right. that's what I found listening to the podcast is that you are you're not not like the voice of reason, but I find that you are very slow to excite with with players and you're very uh cautious about doling out um yeah. you know, praise 
Yeah, and yeah. Elon is the total opposite. My co-host <laughs> yeah, is the total opposite. He just gets <laughs> so pumped after like a preseason game where a guy got like six shots and three goals and like, oh, great, should we all drop like a superstar? Well, no, he wouldn't say that. But he, it's great. It's a great balance and yeah, it's, not, yeah. it's not contrived at all. Like he really does consider. So he's like the opposite of me where I'm just like, you know, just slow and steady, like pick your guys, stick with them and everything's going to be okay. And he's like trying to game every week, like getting the most games played and getting a guy who's like just been temporarily bumped up to the top power play unit where you can score more points from so uh oh interesting both valid techniques but yeah yeah and uh i'm trying to think we're in a pool this year together uh he won't he won't believe me, but I have not been paying a lot of attention to it. So he's running away with it. And I, uh, of course, I'm just sort of, I'm, I'm in the pack with, you know, however many other people, but, uh, in the pool that we first started, like I, we were friends and we were in a hockey pool together with, uh, four other friends and I won that pool three years in a row. So I'm still hanging my hat on okay, that. It's yeah. my, st- although there weren't moves in the middle of the season in that pool. So I don't know. Right. Uh, we just picked our team and stuck. Cause this was like, oh, right. this was I've early this. days. Sure. Like when Pioneers, you had no choice, yeah. but to pick your team <laughs> from like a roster list at the back of a magazine <laughs> right. and like not input yeah, always yeah. like some, you, there were like really basic sites that would add the points together. Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. That makes sense. So, uh, I think, uh, I, at some point in the podcast, we should obviously talk about you know the city as well. So maybe we'll we'll get to some of that. So you talked about, or in your in your pre-interview forum, you talked about some of your your key spots in Ottawa. Do you want to talk about it right now? Sure. So, so what, what did what, I say? What, uh, well, you, you talked <laughs> Aladdin. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, Aladdin convenience. Aladdin convenience. It's interesting yeah, that you name dropped Aladdin convenience because I don't think I've ever seen yeah. that yet. No. No. I try to be original. It's, also, it's also not contrived at all. Do you, do you are you guys familiar with yes. Aladdin? Yeah. Okay. So they have two locations, which I only realized lately. There's one <laughs> out on Saint Laurent, but the one I know is on, on Carling. Carling. Yeah. Carling and Broadview. Uh it's been there for oh my gosh, at least twenty maybe 25 years and they used to have this big sign that said eat for one dollar uh-huh. in neon <laughs> okay. and it was a really appealing sign yes uh, and of course got a lot of customers <laughs> although i used to just buy candy from there uh but what the reason to go is not for the candy which uh which was great and weirdly packaged but okay. uh their cheese pies and their meat pies are amazing. Yeah. So Lebanese cheese pies, and it's a Lebanese bakery, and they also mm-hmm. have sweets and nuts that I've never tried. Uh, I just stick to the cheese pie or the meat pie, or uh, sometimes when I'm feeling particularly indulgent, the meat and cheese Ooh. pie. And it's still ah. quite affordable. It's not quite eat for a dollar. Like they, mm-hmm. they during their history, they added on like a dot twenty five after <laughs> yeah. a dollar and then a dot fifty. Yeah. So like it slowly climbed. I think once yeah, it got yeah. to two dollars, they just took down the sign. They didn't want to make a new one. Yeah. But it's still like it's like two twenty five or two seventy five for one or the other of those Not cheese bad. or meat pies. Right. And like it's it's got it's a filling way to eat cheap and not just cheap but delicious. Yeah, it makes sense. Cool. Love that place. Okay. But don't try to park in their lot. It's a mess. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, okay, it's a mess. It's not that they don't like it. It's really oh, it's narrow, no. right? Oh, yeah, it's narrow and like it's a popular place. There's cars like backing in or backing out, but there's no way to get around them. It's a uh, try to walk. Okay. Yeah. Sure. And what about uh, Sansote? Is that what I'm saying that right? Yeah, yeah Sansote. It's, I think it's... Uh, it's on bank. Yeah, it's on bank. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's my weakness. It's ramen, which is... Uh, <laughs> just you can see, I'll show you guys. I got, uh, I got for the holidays, I got a phone case with the, oh, all wow. the elements and components of a ramen bowl. Cool. On oh, the yeah. Back. Uh, so I'm, you're kind of serious about this. I really, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I take my ramen seriously, and sure. that that was a problem living in Ottawa. And of course, it started when I was in living in Japan, and like I actually didn't eat it for a long time, and then I had it, and it was like a revelation. It was yeah. amazing, wow. and going around, and that's actually when the chain thing, like the chains in Japan, like there are a couple ramen chains that like the hardcore ramen yep. eaters like to poo poo, but sure. they're they're good. They're so good. Sure. Um, you can expect a quality bowl. So I was just dying for ramen when I moved back to Ottawa, mm. and there was one option. Uh, I don't. Uh, I don't need to 
name it, I guess. Okay. <laughs> Disparity. Well, just, uh, yeah, just, <laughs> just nothing to write home about. That's but fine. it did not. Uh, it did not do the trick at all. Like it was like <laughs> weird. It didn't taste like the right flavor in the broth, and like it had cremini mushrooms in it, which was just bizarre for the type of like they were going for like a a, a, a tonkatsu, like a. a, a the the style of ramen none of the ingredients matched it they okay. said it was a style of ramen but nothing nothing else said it was like it's supposed to have like thin shoestring noodles but it had like curly like from a package yeah. which is which can still be okay but yep. they were curly even though anyway oh i, I get you <laughs> yeah that's right it's just wrong so you can see like my hands yeah. failing like yeah. this is yeah. something i feel strongly about. i see that so when I went to Toronto, like to visit friends after moving back, Santote was there and there was another place called Santuka. Um, and Santuka has a chain in Japan, but Santote was like, I think started like with those Toronto locations. They had two and them expanding to Ottawa last year was like one of the best things mm. that's definitely happened since we moved back. I did awesome. get married also since we moved <laughs> back to Ottawa. That was pretty good. One of the best. Uh, wait, wait, hold on. Where do those two rank? <laughs> um, marriage, I'll, 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 marriage still wins. Okay, good. Yeah. Just checking. Yeah. Thank goodness. <laughs> yeah. Thank goodness that's better than a bowl of ramen. But the ramen is still like really right up there. Okay, that's nice. great. Yeah. So this is around Bank and uh, Nepean-ish or Gloucester or yeah, somewhere in that general Bank area. Yeah, Gloucester is pretty close and it's like it tastes like the real thing. Uh, it really uh, does. Like it, it, it's not exactly the real thing, but it's very, very close. Especially like I've had two or three other places where I was like seeking the real thing because I was craving it, mm. and none of them came even close. Like it was like thin soup, and again, like the flavors and toppings were all off. But this place, they, uh, I, I think they actually. They're working really hard to serve an authentic bowl, and I, as far as I know, it's as close as I possibly can get, mm. uh, at least in Ottawa. There's a couple of places in New York that I'd like to try <laughs> that I have on my radar, sure, uh, yeah. including a couple of the Japanese chains, except it's like $20 for a bowl, whereas in Japan it's like the equivalent of like eight or nine. Oh, wow. uh, but yeah. Sensitive is quite affordable wow. too. It's, oh, yeah? like, uh, it's like 10, 11 bucks for a bowl. Oh, well, what kind of, what they can charge more. should I get? Is there different kinds? Yeah, so yeah. there's tonkatsu, which yeah. is a pork bone broth ramen so that's like a milky creamy porky umami like it's really like that's like the sixth taste but oh, yeah, right? yeah. Umami. yeah. Um, so is that they have a, a spicy tantan men which is like that broth uh, with some heat thrown in and I think there's some miso broth in there too they have a miso ramen that I haven't tried yet and they have I think a shoyu ramen which is soy sauce a soy based ramen or a shio ramen, which is a salt-based ramen. I can't remember. They okay. knocked one off the menu recently. Oh, but I usually ju- I usually go for the tonkatsu. Okay. Which, yeah. Not bad. Yes. Uh, you also have a chocolat favori here. Yeah. Do you what? guys know that place? I, I do. I don't I know if I've been there once, do. yeah. So, okay. so what is chocolat favori? Obviously, something related to chocolate, but mainly <laughs> ice cream. Right, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. go ahead. It's like a whole chocolate shop. But the, the reason I go is for they have these these cones of like the best soft serve, uh, like the the actual ice cream is really good, but they dip it in like the thickest dip possible, and they have eight different flavors of like dark, light, cookies and cream, dolce de leche, they like all these different dip flavors. Like we used to go to Dairy Queen for our dip right. cones. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And like that was classic. Oh yeah, and it was delicious. But they used to have a caramel dip too, and they, I think they just have chocolate now. Yeah. It's like a thin dip, and again, like it's got its classic appeal. Sure, but uh, but this place is like the the dip. It's like there's a chocolate bar wrapped around your ice cream. <laughs> it's like, super rich, just, like just the chocolate. It's yeah. so thick, yeah. and you can get like really, if you get like even a medium. Good luck. <laughs> like <laughs> I've yeah. tried. It's a lot. Yeah, it doesn't uh, it doesn't work. So if if anybody does go to check it out, uh, Where, where's the one you went to? I went to the one in Gatineau. Okay, because there's okay. one Gatineau, there's yeah. one in Orleans. Right. Uh, I think those are the only two around. Far Orleans, for people thinking about it. Okay. Far Orleans. Far Orleans. Like so like 10th ten, ten line, right? This is the the east version of going to Canada for a Sens oh game. Oh, my God. Okay, you, you, you're, you're right. strangely <laughs> passionate about this. this is- <laughs> I, I went there, and it was good. I just I just I got guess. chocolate and get ice cream, but it was... right. It was very good chocolate. It's a long trip, though. Yeah, yeah that's right. probably And I live, I live in Gloucester, and it's still a long trip. Mm. Yeah. But I also just hate driving out into the middle of this nowhere. This much is clear. Yeah. This much is clear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything else? Anything else about Ottawa that, that's worth mentioning before we wrap up? 
Um, huh. Yeah. You don't have to. You don't have to. <laughs> no, well, no pressure. I'm, I'm, try, I'm trying to think. I mean, okay, so, I so, like the food. <laughs> I just, like, just, there's a lot of great places to eat in Ottawa. I think we're very lucky. Mm-hmm. And like, uh, yeah. like, yeah, some really nice options that a city of our size wouldn't normally have. Yeah, sure. Like London, on t- I'll, I'll compare it. London yeah. is where my wife is from, so we go visit there often. The Forest City. The Forest City. <laughs> forest yeah. <laughs> and uh, there's, there's, not a, there's not a ton of choice outside of chains. And like there's a few, you know, um, independently run places and they're nice. But like Ottawa's really, uh, it's comparable to some really like great places in bigger cities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. Uh, the last thing I want to mention uh, before we sort of promote each of our respective things, uh, is that I see here that you do DJing for CKCU. I do. I, I, <laughs> how, did, how did you get into that? What, what's that like? What, tell um, us about it. Yeah. How did I get into it? I was a student there. Of course. And uh, ended up, I, I started off doing like the real graveyard shift. So like taking the two in the morning to six in the morning or 10 to 2 or like some right. midnight to 2 or yeah, whatever just sure. whatever hours I was in university so it didn't matter yeah. and uh with a friend of mine named Julian and like we we I don't know he was a funny guy so we, we'd come up with some like comedy shtick and just play whatever uh-huh. we wanted and I, I don't know that turned into filling in we actually tried to do some remote broadcasts for like sports at yep. Carlton oh, really? like, so we cool. we called some basketball games and some hockey games, but those just turned into like just really long jokes. <laughs> like, I don't know who these guys are. Right. I just yeah. think we're trying our best. Yeah. I don't know what player that is, but he just, he, he did touch the puck now like 15 <laughs> seconds ago and something else is happening at the other end of the rink now. And I bet they loved it too. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, all, all four of them. <laughs> you're, you're not in the booth. You're just, you're just attending the we game. We had yeah, people set up yeah. and with like the, the soundboard and our mics right. and that was it. And like we had a, a, a page showing how many people were tuned into the stream at once right yeah like peaked at eight i think <laughs> and so like you know it's it not bad considering yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but like i had a regular show on there for a while called free association before i moved away and then uh then i i do fill-ins every now and then i filled in on the morning show a few times and uh yeah it's a it's a good community rate do you guys be honest. Do you listen to CKCU at all? No. I don't listen to the radio at all. Yeah. No. I, okay. Sorry. A lot Which of podcasts, like totally but not the radio. Fair response. But <laughs> yeah. if you like ever want to turn on a radio and not know what you're going to hear, but but be able to trust that what you're hearing is from somebody like who really cares about it and thinks it's great. Hmm. Which yeah. I think there's value in, like music that you know someone is passionate about playing, which usually means it's good. Yeah. It might not be your thing, like it might be like on their Indian show or like a genre like you're totally not used to hearing. Uh, but it's always, almost always interesting. There is like still, <laughs> there's still yeah. some some chaff in there. Uh, but 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 CKCU ninety three point one FM and yep. also CHUO the the University of Ottawa station is also I was just going to ask about that. So you don't feel like there's like I know there's always rivalry between Carlton and U Ottawa, but but in terms of the radio stations, from my understanding, they're they're quite supportive of each other. Yeah, I think okay. they have to be. It's, yes. like, it's community radio, so yes, <laughs> you know if you don't like if you try and alienate like the other like radio station that's yeah. also community who you probably share a lot of listeners with, it won't go well. No, uh, like yeah, there's right. definitely different yeah. vibes. Like CKCU. Uh, has now been around for over 40 years. I don't think CHEO has been around for quite as long. Okay. Um, and I don't know. They at least put on an air of having a little more history to their <laughs> studio and like yeah, a lot of connections. There's a lot of great pictures. Actually, I'll, I'll uh, if you follow the CKCU FM, I, that might be what it is, on uh, their Instagram feed, yeah. they, occasionally they throw up some like really great vintage photos of people like cutting tape to edit pieces oh, or awesome. like just working in a room that just has reels and yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah That's it's, awesome. it's a good place. Cool. Uh, it's a, it's a great, it's a great place. Like you can go in and use their equipment to record and borrow and it's a, yeah, I love Very CKCU. Cool. I love yeah. community radio. Okay. There That's great. Is. Nice. Yeah. And with that, well, Brian, I, I want to thank you for coming on the show. Uh, this is this has just been amazing, and I'm sure we could have just talked for for way way longer. Mm. But um, with that, we're going to give you a chance to plug everything you want to plug uh, for keeping Carlson and otherwise. So go ahead. All right. So I host a podcast called Keeping Carlson. <laughs> it's like we're just resetting the podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So it's on iTunes. 
uh, you could just search Keeping Carlson, spelled like Eric Carlson's last name. Uh, KeepingCarlson.com is also there. You can follow us on Twitter at Keeping Carlson. And uh, yeah, I just feel like uh, you should listen to the show. Okay. Just, just for fun. Just check it out. You yeah. might, some people like listen to it and like, I didn't know what fantasy hockey was, but like I saw your podcast and, uh, <laughs> and we really appreciate those people listening. Cool. And, uh, yeah. And for the record, it's not, it's not Sen specific. It's general fantasy hockey. It is the entire NHL. I it's love a that. Whirlwind yeah, of hockey news yep. and hockey information and player trends, but all through like the lens of fantasy hockey. Mm. Like, how can you play fantasy hockey and use this information to your advantage to beat up on your friends and make fun of them later for it? Sure. Makes sense. <laughs> and Rob, where can the listeners find uh, this podcast? Well, I'm happy to announce, as I've been I've been talking about for months. It feels like you have yeah. We're on Google Play now. Finally, thanks for your hard work. And not only that, Mm -hmm. but I also learned that apparently in Canada, you can't play podcasts on a mobile device through the Google Play (laughs) podcast directory. Oh, Oh, (laughs) So you can subscribe. You can go search for Ottawa if you you are one of those people. Uh, One of those those people. Those beautiful people that listen to podcasts on a desktop computer. It works great. I've I've subscribed to Ottawa. But uh, yeah, other than that, we're on iTunes and you can head to ottawapodcast.com to get links to to our Twitter and our Facebook or just search for those. But uh, that's where you'll find us. And Keegan, do you have anything to add? Uh... Yeah, I hurt my ankle on the weekend. No, no. no. Anything else? <laughs> oh. Ottawa News, is that what you're sure. fishing for? <laughs> Ottawa News is our fake <laughs> news site that uh, we write fake news stories. I shouldn't say... I you really shouldn't. News. No, we write no satire. satirical news. Yeah. yeah, satirical news articles that uh, some people find funny. Uh, so you should check it out, ottawatnews.com. That was, that was, <laughs> I don't even know. Wow. Ottawatpodcast.com slash news. Somehow he's getting worse. Yeah, he's getting worse. Is, you right? is your ankle okay? No. Yeah. Was, <laughs> the second try was right. <laughs> That's good. I'm affiliated uh, with the website. I, I just, uh, and, and I just didn't want to hear about your ankle story again. So it could have been anything. Oh, Ottawa needs or otherwise, so it's fine. Uh, <laughs> Brian, we'll give you a chance to close out the episode by saying Ottawa. Ottawa what?